Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. This is the Entrepreneur Architect Podcast, episode 69. Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlapage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. Whether you have plans to someday start your own firm, you're in the process of launching a startup, or you might be an experienced small firm architect just trying to make a difference, this podcast is for you. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. Five Cat Studio was founded in 1999. Anne-Marie, my wife, and my partner here at Five Cat Studio, we were 29 years old. She was licensed, and I was not. And with no clients and no money, we launched the firm as a sole proprietorship. Anne-Marie McCarthy architect. Slowly, we grew the firm, and in 2002, with my license in hand, we incorporated as McCarthy LePage Architects PC, professional corporation here in New York State. We knew from day one that we needed to uh, differentiate ourselves from the many other local firms, so McCarthy LePage Architects sounds very, very professional, you know, McCarthy LePage Architects PC, but we do things a little differently around here, and we needed a name that was a little bit more personal. So we launched the brand Five Cat Studio, and I've talked about how and why we've done that, so you can check that out in other episodes. But when you finally decide to start your own firm, 
you will need to make several critical decisions. And one of the most important decisions that you will make as a small firm architect is which business structure is best for your new firm. The business structure that you choose will have significant legal and tax implications. So this week on the Entrepreneur Architect Podcast, I will talk about the five basic business structures available to small firm architects. Support for everything we do here at Entrepreneur Architect is provided by our friends, FreshBooks. They are our platform sponsor. FreshBooks is the easiest way to send invoices, manage expenses, and track your time for a free 30-day trial. Visit freshbooks.com slash architect. As architects, there are five basic structures from which we can choose. Architecture is essentially a small business. And so there are five basic business structures available to businesses. Um, I'm going to speak to you today from the point of view of New York State. Uh, and I'd like to also mention that I'm not an attorney uh, or an accountant or anything that has to do with taxes. I am not an expert in this subject. I'm just going to tell you what I know about these five basic structures. I'm an architect who loves business and wants to share what I know. So I'm going to share what I know about these five basic structures. Uh, I suggest that you look into them yourself and make sure that you pick the right one. Uh, but I'll tell you what, what, uh, what I know here. So the five basic structures, sole proprietor, partnerships, C corporations, S corporations, and limited liability companies, also known as LLCs. You probably have seen LLCs around. And when we launched our firm, we had no idea why I would choose one over the other and which one was the best for us, for, for our firm. So today I wanna, at a very basic level, I wanna briefly describe each entity for you. So I'm going to start with sole proprietor. A very popular choice is sole proprietor for new firms because it's the simplest structure. Um, this is an unincorporated business with no legal distinction between its owner and the business entity. You are entitled to all the profits and all the liability uh, and all the debt, losses, everything is you. So as a sole proprietor, the business is essentially you. Uh, with a sole proprietorship, there's no formal structure to establish. If you are a sole proprietor uh, doing business, then you are automatically, um, if you're a sole owner doing business, you're automatically a sole proprietor. As with all businesses, there may be licensing and, and permits required to do businesses in your region, so you want to check your local and state authorities. Um, and if you choose to name your business something other than your own firm, your, your own name, uh, like if I started a firm, uh, Mark LePage uh, Architect, um, I may want to use a different name uh, for my firm. So you may be required to file some uh, some more paperwork for that with your local authority to do a, um, a DBA or doing business as name. Uh, so people know that if you're using a different name, they know that it's you, that you're registering that name. And taxes are filed using your standard form 1040. 
just like you do for your normal taxes, and a Schedule C, which identifies the earnings from the business and transfers them to your personal income. So if you're running a sole proprietor, you file your taxes just like you normally do, and you uh, include a Schedule C, which breaks out your business income and puts it on your personal tax forms. Um, although sole proprietorships are easy to form and relatively easy to understand, a major disadvantage is that you are personally liable for all business debt, all losses, and all liability. You have no personal protection at all from actions against the business, including any liabilities that may be caused by an employee that you may have or a consultant. So um, it's really easy to set it up, but there are some pretty major disadvantages to being a sole proprietor. Uh, I would say for small firm architects, um, especially sole practitioners, most are sole proprietors. So um, you should check uh, into some of these other um, uh, business structures if you are a sole proprietor because there are some advantages to this. Um, the next one is partnership. And a partnership is a single business owned by two or more people. Uh, and unless defined in the partnership agreement, all aspects of the business are divided equally among each partner. So partnerships are formed by registering the business as a partnership with your state. Um, and typically the legal name of the business is required to be the names of the individual partners. And I'm sure that varies state by state as well. Um, if an alternative name is preferred in some states, then you can use a DBA name uh, as well as I talked about in the uh, sole proprietor. Taxes are filed by completing and submitting an annual information return, which identifies the income, deductions, gains, and losses of the business. Similar to the sole proprietor, all earnings and losses flow through to the partner's personal income tax returns. So. Um, that's a uh, again, you're you're not protected uh, by a partnership, and a major disadvantage to a partnership is that all liabilities are shared by both partners. Uh, each partner is not only liable for his or her own actions, but the actions of all the employees and all the partners. Partners' personal assets are also at risk and can be used to satisfy a partnership's debt, whether or not the individual partner was personally involved. So if you're a partner with somebody and your partner makes a big mistake or, or, or makes a, a poor choice uh, from a business point of view or takes on some debt and you're not aware of it, uh, that is all uh, on you as well, equally as partners or whatever the partnership agreement is. Um, some of that can be handled in a partnership agreement, the legal document that establishes the partnership. But uh, from, a, from a very basic level, which is what I'm talking about today, uh, that's how partnerships work. And uh, before I get into the others, I want to very quickly talk about uh, FreshBooks and, and thank them for support as our platform sponsor. Um, as a platform sponsor, FreshBooks has provided funding and uh, support for our mission here at Entrepreneur Architect. And they recognize the need for small firms to build better businesses in order to be better architects. FreshBooks is the easy-to-use invoicing software designed to help us small firm owners get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. It takes care of invoicing, expense tracking, estimating, reporting, and it all happens out in the cloud so you have access to your information from anywhere that you have access to the internet. 
it essentially does everything you need it to do from a, a financial point of view. It uh, tracks your expenses, it tracks your income, it takes care of invoicing through email. It's very, very uh, simple to set up and very simple to use. And their award-winning customer service, which I've already experienced by uh, uh, when I set up my account, um, they can help you get s you set up as well and get started in very, very little time. It was very, very simple. And you can try FreshBooks free for 30 days. You can go to freshbooks.com slash architect. And so they know that we sent you. Make sure that you let them know that Entree Architect uh, sent you. And you can look for how did you hear about a section on their, on their website um, when you go to freshbooks.com slash architect and enter Entree Architect. I'd appreciate that because when you support them, you support me and my mission here at Entrepreneur Architect. So uh, that's FreshBooks, freshbooks.com slash architect. So let's get into corporations and C corporations. A corporation is an independent legal entity owned by shareholders and shareholders are protected from liabilities and all the actions and debt uh, that the business incurs. Corporations offer the ability to sell ownership shares in the business through stock offerings uh, in some states, including New York, where we're based here, allow professionals to form a professional services corporation, a professional services corporation or a PC, like McCarthy LePage Architects PC, has the same advantages and protections uh, as a corporation, but it's exclusive to professionals such as architects, physicians, and attorneys. Uh, corporations receive a tax ID number so they're a separate entity. They are not the same as the owners. They are a separate entity. There is the owner, there is Mark LePage, and then there is McCarthy LePage Architects, a separate entity. Um, and so I have, a, and I have a social security number for Mark LePage, and I have a tax ID number for my corporation. Um, unlike sole proprietors and partnerships, corporations pay income taxes on its profits. And uh, the complex legal and tax requirements of a corporation could make it uh, more appropriate for a larger company. So a small firm uh, architects corporation as a C Corp may not be uh, the best way. It's just, it, it certainly works, uh, but it's a pretty complicated structure and maybe a little bit more than what we need. Uh, McCarthy LePage Architects is an S corporation. Uh, it is a professional corporation, but it is set up as an S corporation and that is the next structure. Um, an S-Corp is a special corporation which allows shareholders to avoid double taxation of the corporation. So with a corporation, because it's a separate entity, the income that's earned by that corporation is taxed. And then I get, as a, if you were a, an owner of a corporation or shareholder in that corporation, you would be paid by the company and you would earn an income and you would be ta taxed again on the money that um, that you uh, that you earned um, with an S corporation, it it uh, the limited liability of it has the limited liability of a corporation, but it, it remains um, the the limited liability remains, but the profits and the losses pass through the business to the shareholders' personal tax returns, like partnership. So, in order to take advantage of these benefits, Amory and I elected to incorporate. As, uh, as an S-Corp. That basically means that when McCarthy LePage Architects earns their income, uh, McCarthy LePage Architects is passing through that income 
to Amory McCarthy and Mark LePage on our personal returns, and we're not paying taxes as an S-Corp. That money is being passed through to our personal returns, and we are taxing only once rather than being taxed twice like a corporation. Tax corporation would be taxed, and then the personal shareholders would be taxed. With an S-Corp, the S-Corp does not get uh, taxed. It passes through. Well, it gets taxed, but the, the earnings get passed through to the shareholders, um, and the shareholders only have to pay taxes once. So the S-Corps require scheduled directors and shareholder, shareholder meetings, uh, minutes from those meetings, adoption, uh, and updates to bylaws, stock transfers, and record maintenance. So there's some paperwork that you need to do as an S-Corp to confirm that it is, a, is an S-Corporation, so you're doing the things that you need to do to maintain that uh, entity as an S-Corporation. So they can identify you uh, as uh, being eligible for that status. The next one and the final structure is limited liability company, uh, LLC, a limited liability li limited liability company combines the limited liability features of a corporation and the tax efficiencies and operational flexibility of a partnership. The LLC. Um, they're not taxed as separate entities like corporations, and profits and losses are passed through uh, the business to each member of the LLC. And members are required to report profits and losses on their personal tax returns, just like with a partnership or an S-Corp. Uh, one disadvantage of an LLC, uh, and which is why we did not choose an LLC, we chose the S-Corp, is that members are considered self-employed and are required to pay the self-employment tax contributions um, toward Medicare and Social Security. Uh, the entire net income of the LLC is subject to tax. So those are the five. The five from the beginning is a sole proprietorship, like many of us start and many of us continue to be. Uh, partnerships. Then there are C corporations, and then there are S corporations, and then finally an LLC or a limited liability corporation. So the choice is yours. So you want to look at these different ways of setting up your company. Um, you want to choose wisely. For more information, I would recommend that you visit the uh, the the SBA, the Small Business Administration, the Federal Small Business Administration here uh, in the United States has a, has a an excellent website all about business structures and I will link that to um, uh, on the show notes so you can go to entrearchitect.com slash episode 69 and there will be a link to the uh, the SBA website there and and before we go I want to ask you a question I want um, to ask you which business structure are you using and why uh, go to the show notes at entrearchitect.com slash episode 69 and leave a comment and let me know how you set up your structure. If you're a sole proprietor, why did you stay a sole proprietor? Uh, if you are one of these other entities, um, please let us know there because I think that conversation on the blog uh, for this episode will be very interesting and we can, uh, we can have a conversation all about uh, choosing the right business structure and why we did it and help others who have questions about it uh, maybe ask some questions there and get some questions answered and I'll be there as well and answering any questions that you may have so that's it the uh, five 
business structures for small firm architects. So that's it, our five business structures for small firm architects. Before we wrap up here, I want to let you know about Entree Architect One Day Live. It's an event on May 17th, Atlanta, Georgia. That is the day after the AIA convention. So whether or not you're attending the convention, this is a place where you will experience real growth. It's a, an all-day group mastermind with uh, where a small group of small firm architects are going to join together, take massive action, and make some serious progress on their businesses. We're going to sort of take what we're doing here at the Entrepreneur Architect Academy, which is incredibly successful, and everybody loves what we're doing there. We're going to take it to the next level in a live event, and this may be the game changer that you're looking for. So registration closes this Friday. It's the 27th of March, 2015 at midnight that that night at 11.59 p.m. We're going to close registration because I need to finalize the, um, the, the facility. So if you're interested, get in right now. Uh, EntreeArchitects.com slash Atlanta to register. And if you have any questions, send me an email. I'd love to answer your questions. Um, it's going to be a great event, so don't miss it. And if you like this episode of the Entrepreneur Architect Podcast, as always, head on over to iTunes and leave me a review, entrearchitect.com slash iTunes. And that's a wrap. Show notes and a direct link to the download for this episode may be found at entrearchitect.com slash episode 69. And quote of the week. The way to get started is to quit talking and start doing. Quit talking and start doing. So I'm going to quit talking and start doing. Walt Disney said that. My name is Mark Arlapage, and I'm going to go start doing. Have a great week. mentioned it to my family but in terms of telling people like oh yeah we're doing this i'm looking for projects you got anything yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me dreaming of launching your own architecture firm well, well buckle up for a wild ride with emerging the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm where do we begin we don't even know what type of business to formalize as is it an llc is it an llp like how are taxes i mean the list is astronomical <laughs> Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then you know in your head you've rooted like oh I'm connected to these people like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. 
I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us. Can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. And so for me, the the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.